Why do the media hate Alabama? There are better programs out there right now than Alabama, hands down. Alabama's good, but they're not going to be a different level of team than anybody else in the SEC, I think, for the foreseeable future. Well, it's over. They'll win a yeah. bunch of games. No, it is. It's over. It is. Attention, Alabama shoppers. So glad you could come to our store today, but then again, there isn't another store for a thousand miles, so you have no options. Like, this put me in a really bad spot this year because it was Alabama, because I've been pegged as this anti-Alabama, anti-SEC guy. Palm Bomb Bomb's an idiot and just looks for attention and is doing his best attempt to troll. Uh, you don't have to worry about stopping the run. Once again, further proof that Alabama fans are clueless. For a decade, in the Nick Saban era in Tuscaloosa, a fraction of the Crimson Tide fan base remains convinced that members of the national media have a vendetta against Alabama football. Fans take aim at guys like Colin Cowherd. You're out of your freaking mind, Cowherd. You need to go back to whatever the hell you was doing before you got on the radio. It's Bama. That's what it is. It's Bama. You don't hate any team in this nation except for Bama. And you know why? Because they're better than what you've got. You're jealous. That's the bottom line. You're jealous. The dynasty is not over. Do you hear me, Cowherd? Bama's dynasty has just begun. There is a strong media bias against their favorite team in the minds of some fans, but is that only because they don't always hear what they want to from sports broadcasters who are paid to share their opinions, even if they're critical of a given team? We asked some of these so-called haters why it is they choose to hate the Alabama football program. Guys like Tim Brando. I love college football. I don't love any school or team. And I think that's what really chaps a lot of the fans of Alabama. And Dan Walken. Uh, a day goes by where I don't get accused of hating a particular team, then it's probably not a normal day. And even Paul Feinbaum. It's a continuum of, of, of a constant battle that, that's more than a century old, more than a century and a half old, that, that Southerners, uh, and in particular Alabamians, just don't feel like they're ever given proper respect. We dive into the fan perception of a national media bias against Alabama and try to understand how that might affect members of the sports media who remain targets of that fan criticism. I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to Bammers. So, Tim, my first question is, why do you hate Alabama? <laughs> Probably the most often asked question that... Uh... Is it, it? It just makes it makes me laugh every time. Tim Brando, now a national sports commentator at Fox Sports, has spent decades covering college football. Prior to Fox, he worked at ESPN and CBS, and he's seen Alabama's highest highs and lowest lows along the way. He's heard it just about every which way from fans who insist he's a Bama hater, often in direct conversation on the radio. Uh, about stopping the run. Once again, further proof that Alabama fans are clueless. You've got no clue what you're talking about. No, you're, no like you don't. Commentators you on your network. don't know anything about offensive and defensive coordinating a football game and matchups. Tim, did you even know the game was on? Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently not, oh because he doesn't even realize Alabama didn't run the ball you know, in the you last really minute and a half minute. Where were you, Tim? Were you in the break room smoking crack? 
God. Did you hear, did you hear what he a, said, Tim? He, you can tell that he's an LSU homer. He hate despises Alabama. I cannot stand the guy. Tim gets asked this question a lot. I love college football. I don't love any school or team. And I think that's what really chaps a lot of the fans of Alabama and a lot of uh, other schools, basically, in the SEC because of their great love for their team. Love for team versus love of the game, in, in my opinion, should should be easy to understand. And yet, uh, and I think it's a byproduct not just of... Um, of Alabama culture, but maybe the culture of our country and how uh, polarized we've become and how modern-day politics has seeped into what used to be the the beacon of light for those of us trying to get away from the harsh realities of the real world. That's what sports used to be. A lot of it's generational. Uh, a lot of it, I think, is political. And I think also to a certain extent now, because of uh, the era of social networking now, fans felt like they were without a voice for many, many years in dealing with uh, people they saw and heard on national TV and, and radio. And now they believe they can exercise and with an anonymity exercise their voice and, and, and force what they believe should be a media that ought to be accountable uh, bring him out into the into the spotlight for accountability's sake. I, I've never had a, a problem with objectivity. I've never had a problem with uh, with people being um, critical. My 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 skin is very very thick, and uh, my honesty about what I'm reporting has impacted Alabama dating all the way back to the the uh, exit of Bill Curry when I was hosting College Game Day and said that um, the Alabama Yacht Club was putting together a lot of cash to buy he and his staff out of their contracts. And uh, so so upset was not just the fan base, but the school when they played the Hurricane Bowl in Texas A&M at College Station that then uh, interim president Roger Sayers held, held a news conference on my behalf, <laughs> really, when Lee Corso and I were getting to do the game to – to to, to um, announce that Bill Curry was their coach. He'd be their coach today, tomorrow, and for the remainder of his contract. Well, the following year, he went 10-1, and one, lost to Auburn again, and was fired. So I was off by a year. <laughs> and, and, um, and I think that uh, that goes back almost 30 years. So, But that's just doing your job. That's just honestly reporting what you know about the business that you're in and the sport that you care about. And I think that there are a lot of long memories when it comes to uh, anything that's said by a commentator with regard to uh, the passionate Alabama fan. Comes with the territory. Uh, I get it. Uh, but this view from, um, from within that everyone's out to get them it could not be further from the truth. I think the thing that uh, it's interesting to me is while all of us uh, are all complimentary of, of what Nick Saban has done and this incredible run that he's had in the last decade, it's still not enough. You know, you could heap accolade upon accolade upon Alabama at this stage, and the, the fan base, many of them, not all, but many of them, particularly those that, that are on social networking, it would never be enough. 
they're just going to believe that everyone's out to get them. No one wants to see them be successful. And again, I don't think that that's necessarily indigenous to um, just Alabama. I think that's true in a lot of places. But I think as a, as a fellow Southerner, I, I sort of get it. it. It seems that the media many times in other aspects is always looking to find what's wrong with Southern states and not talk about what's great about them. And so that's why, whether you're a fan of, of Alabama or, or Auburn or Georgia or LSU, you name the school, football means so much because it's great to be the best at something because it's always pointed out, it seems, in other areas of life where we're always the worst at something. We rank next to last or last in this or that, you know, whether it's obesity or uh, public education or, you know, you name it. So. I don't. I think all of that figures into the equation. It's a much more dynamic thought process than just football and alleged bias. It, it goes back to history and culture. And I've given you a little bit of mine, and I think um, hopefully that helps you understand, you know, the prism I'm coming from with regard to the the point. <laughs> I have more friends outside my home state in Alabama than any other state. I visit that state more than any other state in the Union. I spend vacations in South Alabama, historically have done so. And as I said, many of my closest friends, both in the business and out of the business, that are not from uh, where I live in the you know the 100-mile radius of Louisiana that I live in would, would be found in Alabama. So... Um, I just think that there's that periphery out there, particularly in the the, the world of social networking today, that uh, can be anonymous and take their shots and and control the narrative. I don't think they necessarily speak for you know the um, the entirety of the Alabama family, uh, the, the state of Alabama or its people, but they are the ones that drive the narrative. Okay, it's those that that are just sitting next to a computer and, and typing whatever they want to type and and, and sending that narrative out there that, that control it. And I and that's the perception that others have of of Alabama. Whether those that uh, went to school there uh, would 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 say, no, I don't think that um you know those people don't represent who we are. Well, as long as those people are the ones that are grabbing the headlines, then to some extent you're wrong because uh, they they are. You know, every every fan base has, uh, every school has a lunatic fringe fan base. And uh, the bigger ones seem to have greater numbers of a lunatic fringe base. And that's certainly true with Alabama. Dan Walken is a USA Today college football reporter and columnist who sometimes gets under the skin of Bama fans who don't want to hear much other than how great the tide is. But Walken calls it like he sees it. And Alabama fans read it however they want to. So why does he hate Alabama? I hate Alabama just as much as I hate every uh, team in the SEC and, frankly, in the entire country. If uh, a day goes by where I don't get accused of hating a particular team, uh, then it's probably not a normal day. And that's just the way it goes. But uh, that's the territory you were working in when you – write critically about uh, the sport of college football. Well, and as somebody who covers college football nationally, like you said, this obviously isn't wholly unique to just Alabama fans. I'm sure you get it from just about everyone you write about. But what have you found is the best way to handle it when you do get it? 
oh, I don't know, you just you can't really respond to everyone or everything. Um, you know, for for I, I don't know what the origin forces of uh, fans, you know, thinking that. Uh, uh, you know the media is out to get them or, or doesn't like their team, but it's you know it's it's something that uh, you know the, the the doubters culture or the doubter culture I guess is uh, the hater culture is just something that uh, people people seem to enjoy uh, sparring you know on those on those grounds. So you know, I just don't really think about it that much. You know I, I'm empowered to uh, to write and say what uh, I believe and. You know, those opinions are often, uh, you know, uh, uh, critical, um, but they're also well-informed and, and they're well-researched and they're also um, well-reported, you know, 99% of them. So uh, it's just not really something I concern myself with too much. And I don't, I, let, let me put it this way. Um, when I write something, I know how it will play among certain fan bases 90% of the time. Every now and then I get surprised, but most of the time when I hit the publish button, I know all of the comments that are coming in advance. It's usually very, very predictable. I think it's safe to say that you don't worship every little thing that Alabama and Nick Saban do. You're you're, you're critical about everybody, and if you say something critical, then Alabama fans are, are going to come after you, like you said. But h- how would you think if you put yourself in the in the shoes of Alabama fans, how do you think they would describe Dan Wolken? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, my, my belief is that, that Alabama fans in some ways are a little bit bored, uh, and, and I understand that. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of real drama that ever surrounds Alabama football right now. I mean, the degrees to which there are highs and lows are, are very, very small. Um, and so – you know, I think part of what is fascinating about covering sports is covering the, you know, the roller coaster of, you know, year to year, day to day, season to season. Things change, things evolve. There are highs and lows, and that's where you get the great stories. And so Alabama, you know, I think the fan base is just so used to having everything go their way. Um, that it's almost a little bit boring. I mean, there's just not that much there's there's not that much richness in the storytelling of Alabama football because right now, at least for you know, a decade, it's kind of all been in one direction. If that makes any sense. Does the constant accusation of bias from from these respective fan bases, including Alabama, does it ever prompt you to question your own bias or perspective? How is that sort of uh, passion and ferocity? How can it help you as a columnist or an observer of the game and its culture? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I would say I'm always, you know, critical of myself and certain things I write. And, you know, hey, should I have done that or should I have said that? Or is there a better way to approach this story? So I, I, don't, I don't look at it from, from the perspective of am I being biased. I look at it from the perspective of, you know, was there a better way to – to, was there a better point to be made here? Was there a better way to tell the story? Was there a better way to come across? Um, you know, that's really what I, when I'm critical of myself, uh, that's what I try to focus on. I mean, just because 
I, I don't know, you know, like what is what is bias? How do you measure bias? Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm extremely fair in the way I uh, view teams, people, situations. You know, I have said over and over and over again that uh, Nick Saban is the best coach in college football history and that the Alabama program is the best program in the country. It, it would be biased of me if I if I used that construct to say, okay, well, that means Alabama should be in the playoff. I can never judge my own work based on what the feedback would be from fans. I mean, the reality of the situation is whenever as a reporter that you get called biased, it is by people who are by definition biased. So anything you say which does not line up with their viewpoint is going to be perceived as having a bias. There, there is not, it is not possible to write a column that criticizes any aspect of the Alabama team or football program and to have Alabama fans who are the truest of true believers say that they agree with it. So I just can't use fan reaction to judge my own work. To a certain number of fans out there, you, you're the the perception is you're the quote unquote dynasty is dead guy, right? Who who wrote off Nick Saban and the program a few years ago following a an, a loss to Ole Miss, I believe, early in the season. And I'm sure that you're a version of that for a lot of other fan bases. So. How do you wade through this modern sort of fake news or rat poison culture where, where fans sort of sometimes hear what they want to hear from your perspective in college football? Do you ever worry about how it impacts uh, how and what you communicate? Well, no, I, you can't worry about that. Um, but let me just say for the record, I never said the dynasty is dead. It was not anything I said ever. You can right. look up, you can read the column, you can read anything I ever said. In fact, I had said after that column that it would not be surprising to me if Alabama won the national championship that year. The point of that column, and I think what's pretty explicitly laid out in there, is that in the in the in the previous you know nine or ten games that they had played against ranked teams, they had had a losing record. Uh, and my point was that that it seemed at that point like. Alabama was no longer viewed or feared as unbeatable um, and that it would take, you know, some incredible effort to beat them. Now, Alabama certainly won a lot of games since then. They've also only won one of the last four national titles. Uh, so I think we have there, – there was a point around, you know, 2010, 2011 where – you know, 2012, where it was like, oh, my God, you can't beat Alabama. You just can't beat them. Um, and I think we're in a little different mindset now with the with the entirety of college football. But, yeah, I mean, that whole the dynasty is dead thing was so misinterpreted and, um, you know, so lacking context in, uh, you know, in the way that people portrayed that. But that's just – that comes with the territory. Yeah, and my last thing for you here, Dan, you kind of spoke to it just a minute ago, but about how folks who are fans of a certain team are sort of inherently biased by definition. But why might Alabama fans sense media and others hate their team or want to see them lose? Like, are we getting at sort of like a psychological factor there? Why do you think that that sense exists? Is there like a fan paranoia? Well, again, it's 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 
it's not just Alabama. It's every. It's a lot of fan bases believe that, and it's it it is tied in with the culture of you know the nobody believes believes in us culture, uh, which is you know kind of um it's it's as old and ingrained in sports you know as for as long as they've been around, um, and fans you know sort of take on that mantra, kind of in conjunction with the team they root for. So it's really not unique to Alabama. It's really not. In 2016, I spoke to Sports Illustrated media critic Richard Deitch about Alabama and other SEC fans' frequent criticism of CBS broadcasting duo Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson. Deitch attended his first SEC game in Baton Rouge last year between Alabama and LSU, while he spent the day observing Lundquist, who has since retired from college football commentary. Deitch told me why he thinks SEC fans were so tough on the CBS crew. I think it's a product of a number of things. Uh, the SEC football fan is a really hard grader, like a soccer viewer, probably among the hardest graders in sports television. And I think whether it was Vernon and Gary or, if, let's say, you put Nestler and Kirk Herbstreit there, they would get the same abuse. I am convinced of that. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily even about the announcers. I think any announcer is going to get it because I think the, the, the conference fans are so hardcore that I think they think that, most of the broadcasters are against them. I think they hear the game the way they want to hear the game. I also, in a million years, am positive that Gary Downs and Vern Lundquist are not favoring any team. They are calling it neutral. Uh, when Vern Lundquist goes back to Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and Gary Daniels singing that goes to his Michigan home or Florida home, they're not walking around with Nick Saban jerseys. I guarantee that they have their own lives. These guys call the game for three and a half hours, and they get out of Dodge. Um, they are, in my opinion, neutral. So fans hear what they want to hear, unless what they want to hear is what everyone else is also hearing. Paul Feinbaum says they're not necessarily crazy. Why do you think Alabama fans have that sense that media and others hate their team or, or want to see them lose? Because I think it's true. I mean, I, I really do. I, I, I sense it. I mean, there are people in, in our profession, some of whom are friends of mine, some are not, that really – have extreme Alabama fatigue. Uh, I think some of it is a, uh, is, 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 a, is a shot at the fans, and, and it's a shot at the fans that uh, they hear from, these commentators hear from on social media or hear from on our show. And, and I, I just think it's, it's a continuum of, of, of a constant battle that, that's more than a century old, more than a century and a half old, that, that Southerners, uh, and in particular Alabamians, just don't feel like they're ever given proper respect. You've certainly been on the end of it where Alabama fans hate Paul Feinbaum. They think that you hate Alabama and everything they stand for uh, just throughout the, 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 the course of your covering Alabama. What's it like being on the other end of that kind of passion and anger? It's a lot safer. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, it's true. I mean, I, you know, every time I'm, I'm on a program and somebody accuses me of being an Alabama homer, I just laugh, and, and I hope that there's somebody uh, old enough who, who remembers when I literally uh, had death threats and I walked in Bryant-Denny Stadium and fearful for my life. Uh, I, I really did. Um, I, you know, I, I, think, I, I think a couple of things have happened. I've gotten older, a little more mature. Uh, I think... I finally grew up to the point where I where I I, I understood Alabama fans and, and I embraced it and a lot of it had to do with Nick Saban getting there, 
And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I uh, I was a champion of Saban, even when he was at LSU. He had this big tete-a-tete with uh, Dennis Franchoni once, and, and I took Saban's side. And he remembered that, and it helped uh, helped us have a relationship before he got there. And when he got there, uh, I think fans understood that you know, that I had championed, and others had have had it as well. That Alabama needed to break from this hiring of one Alabama reject loser uh, after another. And 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 I, and I also think that I I I finally fully understood. Alabama fans, and and instead of fighting it like I had early in my career as a very young reporter, I embraced it, and, and I and I championed them, and I did it because I believed in them, and I and I think it just you know, sometimes you just have to grow up, and it, it took me a long time to grow up in that state, and and and, and on many levels it, it's it's uh, it's difficult not to be there because uh, uh, I truly loved that fan base and living there. And I'm not there very often, but when I am, it's quite uh, satisfying and enjoyable. And uh, living uh, four or five hundred miles away has been quite. It has been, you know, it's been an interesting experience the last four and a half years. Surely, nobody in sports media really hates Alabama football. They're paid to give their opinion. And if they believe what they say on TV, then I guess we'll just have to accept it at face value. It's professional and objective observation. Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama football's fascinating fan culture. The fans, like a lot of, a lot of times when fans love you, it's because you're doing well for the team. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to call out our fans, but um, there's a lot of times when the team doesn't do well and the fans don't support us. Next time on Bammers. Additional clips from Fox Sports 1, ESPN, and S3 Tide on YouTube. Bammers is produced and hosted by Ben Flanagan for AL.com. You can find all episodes and other bonus content on iTunes, Google Play, and at AL.com slash Bammers.